Have you ever been so moved or even energized by doing something that you just loved doing? And so you kept doing it again and again and again, or you found yourself just so engrossed by the activity of it that you lost yourself in it. Well, today, that's what we're gonna hear about. Our guest is sharing his story. I call him Martin the Marathoner. Martin Miguel just keeps running and running and running and running in spite of eye surgeries, some family situations that showed up, some tragedies that happened, life happening. He keeps going, he keeps running. The Energizer Bunny has nothing on this guy. He has run almost 50 marathons since 2008. That's five, zero, almost 50. Okay, well, maybe you might gasp at this number. He's run well over 100 half marathons. Not 100, but over 100 half marathons. And he's run just as many 5Ks and 10Ks and whatever other kinds of Ks there are in between. If it's a weekend, you'll probably find Martin somewhere in a race. This is Antonio Goodwin, and you're listening to Freedom Now Travel. Express yourself. Here we share inspiring stories about freedom and passion expressed and experienced through travel. Let's listen in. If you're not careful, you may find yourself signing up for a marathon near you. So finally, we, we get a chance to sit down and really get connected, get reconnected with the things that you've been doing in your life, some amazing things, particularly around running and how it's impacted your life and how it's impacted your family's life and how it actually has sent you all over the world, give or take a few countries, right? So Martin Miguel is our guest today on Freedom Now Travel, Express Yourself. And Martin is an avid runner. And I don't know if the, the word avid really gets at the type of runner he is. He has run quite a few races. And when I say quite a few, I don't mean just a, a few dozen. I mean, dozens upon dozens, over hundreds. This is Martin Miguel from Los Angeles. Martin, welcome to Freedom Now Travel and tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about these races that you've been running. I'm really glad that you were able to come on the show and willing. Yes, thank you. I've been running since 2008. I ran my first marathon with the AIDS, train, AIDS marathon training program based here in LA. And APLA is a foundation which we raised money for, fundraised. And in, in return, we received the training tools we needed to run a marathon. For me, it was my first marathon in Honolulu. And how I came upon that was because somebody had once told me that I was lazy. After lunch, you know, I wanted to take the elevator, but they wanted to take the stairs. So this person decided just to call me lazy and continued with that for, you know, until forever, it seemed. And I decided that I was, I knew I wasn't lazy. And I decided, you know, you know, that I wanted to do something. So anyways, later that uh, evening and stuff, um, having drinks with some friends, someone was going around passing out flyers. And this so happened to be a flyer for the training program with APLA, which it was a six-month program, you know, starting within a couple of weeks. 
And, you know, after the training program, we, you know, we flew to our destination and ran the marathon. So I decided this was a Friday over the weekend, I registered. So by Monday, I was registered and ready to show that I wasn't, you know, the lazy person that they expected me to be. So Martin, running has taken you to quite a few places. You've run 116 half marathons, 44 marathons, all of that within 14 years, more to come, I'm imagining this year. And although you you haven't given a number in terms of the 5Ks and 10Ks and other races, I have it on good authority that it's somewhere over the hundreds, right. over a hundred, it's over a hundred. With that being said, what are some of the places that you find most memorable? The place that I find most memorable. In terms of a race, what stands out for you? The destination, the location of the race. Really? So what are some locations that you you really remember fondly or that have had a major impact? Oh, several. I mean, being bittersweet of my incident with my eye, San Francisco has always been one of my favorite marathons. I happened to scratch my cornea on my eye. And How did you the next day, during the race, it was, it, it was breezy, I remember, during the race. I happened to... Something flew in my eye, and I happened to wipe my eye in. I happened to scratch my cornea. You know, I thought it was just like just something small and stuff, but it was small. But whatever it was, you know, scratched my cornea. The next day, coincidentally, I was flying back home, and it was my eye was killing me so bad and stuff. I just wanted to come back home and went to ER that evening, and that's when they let me know that it was a scratch to the cornea. And overall, I was getting treated for it and eventually it got infected. And that set me back the rest of the year of not running, you know, due to the scratch and the infection and stuff. So this is and in 2012. No, this was uh, 2009. So you know what? I'm thinking four years and four races. No, I've, I forgot. I'm talking to Martin, the, the master of running here, multiple marathon, Martin. So 2009, the next year, this is the fourth race, but you had just started the year prior and you scratch your cornea. There you are in the ER and it gets infected sometime during 2009 that you can't race anymore. Right. You know, just because I was taking medications, as long as the cornea, I also got diagnosed with glaucoma. So all of that stuff mixed together wasn't working right for my eye pressure in my eye to heal. I eventually had to get uh, corneal transplants. Since then, I probably had like five corneal transplants just because each one wouldn't have, the graph got rejected as you've well had, as numerous. You've had five corneal transplants. Yes, five corneal transplants. And you uh, continue to run. How, how does that happen? How does this work? After each you know, after each procedure and stuff, I would obviously have to, you know, take some time off to let, you know, my eye heal. After each uh, procedure, you know, I was pretty much just stuck not being active, not being running. So, which was a huge thing for me. How did you manage? I just had to. I couldn't run. I couldn't do anything active. I couldn't, you know, lift heavy stuff. I just had to babysit my eye and just really do nothing strenuous. So 
you know, just resting, watching TV, reading, you know, were my only options at the time. So after, you know, after, you know, it healed over, you know, I would, you know, continue training and uh, continue running races and stuff until I find out that the corneograph got rejected and here we go into another procedure. It really didn't happen all back to back to back from 2009 to maybe three years ago, I had my last corneal transplant. So over that time span and stuff, basically evenly, maybe like every two or two to three years, you know, I had a, a transplant, so a procedure. What's the status of your eye? Now it's just, it's stuck where it's at. The last transplant, the corneal got rejected again. The graft got rejected and my doctor called it stops, quits. He doesn't want to cause any more trauma to my eye. And in case of an emergency, in the rare emergency, something goes wrong with my good eye, they can still try to restore my bad eye. So as of right now, it's it's done. And I mean, I still have vision in my eye, but it's just completely blurry. I could can't really see out of it so much and stuff. But with the condition of that and running, I just didn't want to stop running and I just kept on going. I just, one, obviously, it was just like a way of putting the problem aside and just continue running just because, you know, it made me happy, you know, and I wanted to continue um, to be that example for my niece and nephew. So you're modeling for your your niece and nephew, going through a period of recuperation and healing, and here you go. There's something about your ability to, to make things happen because of your passion. We'll pause here for a brief message brought to you by The Interpreted Life, LLC, committed to creating a world where everyone thrives using life design and intentional living. Maybe you or someone you know is figuring out life's next moves while in the midst of a change that you want to make or that you have to make. We coach people through that process by helping them live better, fuller, more extraordinary lives through sustained moment-by-moment thriving. The Interpreted Life, creating a life you love and living that life with passion. For more information, go to www.theinterpretedlife.com. Did you have any international trips? I wound up running, traveling to Paris and London to Windsor. Both I ran a half marathon in each place, one weekend and the following weekend in uh, Windsor. And that ended up happening just because earlier that year, this was 2018, definitely I remember, I ran my 100th half marathon at Walt Disney World. And I had planned it to be my 100th because it was also planned for my nephew's first half marathon. So I planned it for his first and my 100th, you know, both monumental and at a magical place at Walt Disney World. And Walt Disney World has what they have is called a Castle to Chateau Challenge, which, you know, if you run in Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris, then you get a special medal as well as shirt and, you know, running gear and stuff. I remember saying at the race, I was like, maybe I should do Paris now. And sure enough, later, a couple months later, I was there making my arrangements to run Disneyland Paris half marathon. Made my trip. I ran while there. I ran, you know, pretty much all the races, the 5K, 10K race and the half marathon 
which was completely fun. And following that, I traveled over to London. And well, before that, in the planning stages, you know, I was just looking around because I knew I wanted to go to London or another, maybe another city. But I was also looking to see what cities nearby would be having a half marathon or another race. And sure enough, I found one in in Windsor, just outside of London. So I found it perfect. I was just like, that is, that's going to be it. So I ran Disneyland Paris half marathon the following weekend. I w- went over to London and ran the Windsor half marathon. So, so I don't want to pass the, the part where you said that in Disneyland Paris, that was completely fun. What about that? Tell us more about that. Well, Run Disney is the is the portion of who puts on the races at Disney locations. So Run Disney uh, races are always fun. The courses run through the parks, you know, as well as the, the outskirts of the location. And um, running Disneyland Paris was really nice, though. I mean, you do run through the park, but also along the countryside, the highway along the countryside and stuff, and through a little town in you know back and finish at disney also at inside the parks they have character stops where you can take pictures with disney characters in costumes and stuff and um, martin did you take pictures oh i did of course i paid for it (laughs) clearly you are a disney fan so you took pictures i hope to be able to see some of those pictures will you share Oh, of course. So, and you mentioned Castle to Chateau, the medal. That's Disneyland in Anaheim, California, running the race there. And then, or is the castle in Disney World? Castle's in Disneyland, isn't it? Well, actually, all the Disney parks have a castle. Ah. Yeah, so unfortunately, Disneyland here in Anaheim no longer has races. So we ran... Walt Disney World in Florida. And uh, with that race combined with Disneyland Paris, that's where you get the cas- Castle to Chateau. Ah, got it, got it. So when when did the races stop in Disneyland in Anaheim? Uh, they ended probably about, I probably got in maybe about eight years ago. Okay. Seven years ago. So it's been a, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Is there anything else you'd like to say about the international travel? Just the traveling part is it's it's probably the funnest of running abroad, you know, being able to see different cities, different cultures, different, a whole different atmosphere. You know, it takes me to places where I wouldn't never thought I would have gone. Like who knew from the beginning running would take me to Paris into London you know, and while they're in the cities going to Notre Dame and Eiffel Tower and Stonehenge, you know, I would never have thought that I would end up at Stonehenge. Well, Martin, as we wrap up, as we come to a close of our our conversation together, I am deeply inspired and moved by how committed you are, by the way in which you demonstrate your passion for running, demonstrate how it brings your family together and the expression of your passion and freedom through travel as you run. I'm moved by that. I see it. It's powerful. I'm moved by the example that you want to set for your niece and nephew. Just because of running, you get to have a disciplined life. You get to have a healthful life. You get to impact people. 
I'd love to hear before we close two things in particular. One, a few of the people that you've met along the way that have really impacted your life. And I know it's been more than a few because you've run innumerable races, (laughs) but some of the people that you would say really are standouts in your experiences while racing across this country and even to different places in the world, different countries in the world. Who, who would those be? I'd like to know that. And then the last part would be, what would you like to leave us with in regards to your racing, your running, your traveling, just anything you'd like to say? But let's go with a few of the people who are really standouts along your journey. By name or just? It's however you, you'd like to share them with us. And it could be two memorable people because of memorable moments that you share right i mean there's just so many there's so many great people that i've met along the way some have actually influenced me some actually let me help others and you know some have actually um, reached out to me you know for help with running but just you know a few of the people that really have made an impact in my life is in running is one is definitely um still a friend. I met her on a trip. I met her on a bus trip to San Francisco for a marathon. So it was a bus full of people going up to the race for the marathon. And we happened to be sitting next to each other and started chit-chatting, talking and stuff. And she started telling me that she was a coach with student running program, you know, here in Los Angeles, SRLA, which is students from Los Angeles. And she invited me to be her part of her team as you know one of her support coaches you know for her school and you know the program is helps students train mentally and physically in train to run the la marathon and with her support and then her invitation you know she has definitely made me reach out to you know so many other people students kids who really wanted to learn how to run basically where where I was at from the beginning, who wanted to run a race, but did not have those tools that support in that motivation and training, you know, to run a race. So she gave me that opportunity to reach out to the kids and, you know, be part of her team. So I think, you know, Miss Rose Kwok and stuff for her letting me do that. I want to make sure that we, we, Give her her props. What's her name again? Rose Quack. Rose Quack. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, there's just so many other people, friends out of, you know, the SRLA program that I still keep in touch with some of the students regarding running or just regular other things, you know, just life. You know, I get to see their families and it's just amazing to see them grow up. And I'm not a teacher and stuff. But this is that feeling where teachers actually get to see the students, you know, learn and grow and graduate and become adults. And I trained, you know, some students who were probably 13, 14 and now are adults now. And are you still with students run LA? SRLA. I'm not with the program no i'm not with the program no more that's that's a weird question just because she ended up leaving the school that we were working at uh coaching at so she went to another school and uh, when she went to the other school 
they already she stepped in as a secondary coach. Ah. So, you know, basically the lead coach already had his team put together. How long did you work with SILA? I think I probably did about five marathons with them. Ah, and training the students to run. Right. So five years. Wow. Is there any, yeah. anyone else you want to highlight? Just a lot of friends, you know, acquaintances with through the running. People in Prague. You got people in, I don't know. where. Else? Well, you were about to say, sorry, I interrupted. Oh, no. Yeah. My friend, same name, Martin in Prague. I met him through, I think, my YouTube videos, as well as another friend I met through my YouTube videos, Armando, he was in Long Beach. And when he was running, he was running as a student in Long Beach. And now he's, you know, he's all grown. He's grown, graduated, and an engineer at a very nice business. And acquaintances I met, you know, and kind of helped train my friend Carlos, who who I met on the train here in Los Angeles. Actually, it's funny because I had just picked up my race for a race in here in LA and stuff. And he saw me with the bag and the bibs and we started talking about the race and how he wanted to do a marathon. It was on his bucket list. And so, you know, sooner than later, if he's over there running with me and stuff and, you know, training him, you know, running during the weekend and long runs on the weekend. And he completed his first marathon a few years ago, the LA Marathon also. Another friend I met on the train also is my friend JP. And he ran, you know, 5Ks, 10Ks, but never had the distance running a half marathon. So after talking with him and stuff and, you know, inviting him a few times, he ended up going and we started training and he ended up running his first half marathon, Long Beach, a couple of years ago. And, you know, followed up with Pasadena Half Marathon. So he kept on going and we're still running. There's just quite a, a lot of people, you know, who have been a great, who have been a great influence in my life with running. Well, it sounds and, like there are a lot of people that you have been a great influence of or a great influencer in their lives as it relates to running based on who you have been being. Yeah, I I, I get that a lot. but you know, it's nice to be acknowledged as that and stuff, but mainly my goal is just, you know, if I reaching out to other people and stuff, because I was, you know, that one person who had no idea how to train for any race, you know, that person who was called lazy, who wanted to prove that I was not, you know, so it's always motivating, feeling, you know, to help other people for me. And you know, that's what, you know, made me happy while running and uh, just helping other people. Well, we who are listening to your stories want to thank your coworker who called you. <laughs> Definitely. And everybody well, we don't want to give them that much acknowledgement, though. Well, they were the spark. It's OK to give the spark the acknowledgement for being the spark. <laughs> and and then, of course, people whose lives you are continuing to touch. And it seems like it's quite a ripple effect. And, and the lives of your students who have gone on to continue to run and whoever knows whose lives they will impact. And you have a, a part of that. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your life and your story with me and with all of us. It is a privilege and an honor. Oh, thank you for inviting me. You've been listening to Freedom Now, Travel, Express Yourself. Martin captivated us with his drive, his love for family, 
and his passion for running. From Disneyland to Disney World to Disneyland Paris, from Honolulu to London, we hear Martin's expression and experience of both passion and freedom. His contribution to the lives of those students that he worked with for five years in training how to run the LA Marathon. His contribution to the lives of his niece and nephew and countless others that he's met because of his running. This is the power of serendipity that happens through passion and freedom being expressed and experienced through travel. Look out for the upcoming weeks where we'll hear more from John and Osea Medling about their divine encounters. You might remember them, this amazing couple. One lives in Georgia, the other lives in Florida, and yet they have an amazing relationship and they do a lot of traveling together. We're gonna hear about their divine encounters. And in that same episode, I'll share some of my own stories. Be sure to subscribe, find us on anchor.fm or Spotify. And above all, share all of this goodness and inspiration with someone you love. Show them that you love them by sharing this podcast. I look forward to being with you all the next time. Ciao for now.